welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 14, verse 19. Let's go. I'm going to start with 18, where we left off last week. It says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out uh, bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, or Abram, of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. So it says, Blessed be Abram of God Most High. Abram is blessed because he has a relationship with God. Melchizedek blessed Abram because, or sorry, Melchizedek blessed Abram means that Melchizedek's priesthood is greater than Aaron's because the one who blesses is superior to the one who is blessed. Remember we talked about that last week with the Aaronic priesthood and Levitical priesthood. And it says, verse 20, And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. God is blessed. He blesses us, but he is also blessed, and he is a blessing. We also want to be careful with this word blessed and this hashtag blessed and looking on Facebook or whatever and Twitter and everybody's got these pictures and they always say they're blessed when they have these amazing things going on. Look at this trip I have. Look, so-and-so graduated from high school or this and that. But they never say they're blessed when they go through trials. They never say, look, I've got cancer. I'm blessed. Look, my friend has cancer or COVID. I'm blessed. But we're, we're blessed by so many different things. And we actually, so many things in retrospect, I think is the right word to use, where you look back and you say, that actually was a blessing, right? Where someone was going to cheat on their spouse and they got in a wreck or something. And that wreck saved them from doing that thing. Or they were an addict and they went down a road and they ended up getting thrown in jail and getting thrown in jail turned out to be a blessing or losing their job because then they got the help they needed to get better etc so there are lots of things that happen in our, in our lives that from a worldly standpoint we don't look at and say oh that's a good thing but from a godly eternal standpoint it turns out to be an incredible thing and we are blessed by those very things that we may often see as obstacles etc and it says, and he gave him a tithe of all. So this is Abram giving a tithe to Melchizedek. Giving him a tithe was his expression of recognizing him and as having authority and recognizing his priesthood, right? So here's Abram, the king of the Jewish people, uh, or sorry, the father of the Jewish people. And he's paying respect to this king and priest, Melchizedek, who had no beginning and no end. He didn't come from the line of Aaron or the Levites. Why? Because he was preceded them. He had no successor and he had no pre, uh, predecessor. And here Abram's giving him a tithe. He's giving him money. And verse 21, Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. And also notice uh, in that last one, the tithe, which we will see later in the Bible, that it's a tenth. So a tenth is a tithe. So that's where we get that from. And so it says, now the king of Sodom said, Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. So here the king of Sodom, which is symbolic of Satan, is tempting Abram. This is not to be confused with the king of Salem, but the king of Sodom, right? In verse 18, we said then Melchizedek, king of Salem. Salem, we said, <clears throat> that's where we get the word Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Salem, Salem. And this is king of Sodom. 
Uh, think of the sodomites and sodomy laws and stuff like that. Now the king of oops, I lost my place. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, "Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself." So here you've got these two characters, if you will, who have shown up. You've got Melchizedek, which is God Himself. This is He's the high priest. He's the the king of kings. And then you've got the king of Sodom, which is rep- representative of Satan, who's attacking Abram at the same time that Abram's getting something incredible from Jesus himself. And the king of Sodom, which is rep- reflective of Satan, says, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. So the king of Sodom, which is symbolic of Satan, is tempting Abram. Satan wants to distract our time and our attention with earthly toys so that he can steal our souls. Do you get that? Do you know that? Satan wants nothing more than for people to reject God, just like Satan himself did, so that they can be in hell, separated from God, just like Satan himself will be eternally separated from God. Right now, Satan still has access to the throne room. He wanders to and fro. He can only be in one place at one time. He can only do whatever God allows. We live in a lost and dying world because of sin. Satan rebelled against God. A third of the angels agreed with that and rebelled against God and God kicked them out of heaven and they came down on the roaming the earth. But Satan still has access to the throne room in heaven and he goes up there and he's like, hey God, what about this dude? He says he loves you, but I think I can turn him. And like with Job, God's like, go test him. Let's see. Let's see. And Job turned out to honor God. And so here Satan is trying to steal the thunder of God. God shows up. And Satan comes along, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he, he's like, go ahead and take all this stuff. Take the cars, the houses, the cell phones, the bank accounts, the 401ks. Take all that. I just want your soul. I'm going to make you give you a great life on earth. You're going to be uh, have all this stuff with the new car smell. And when that runs out, I'm going to give you the new car smell again. But I'm going to have your soul. That's what he wants. And he lures us with it left and right. And we see it in advertisements. We see it in friends our family, our peers, and we're like, I want that, I want that, I need that, I deserve that, I deserve that more than that person, right? That's pride, that's idolatry, that's greed, that's all of them wrapped up. We want to be careful with it. All of us probably, I know myself included there, are guilty of this. Sometimes worse than others, and sometimes I have it under control. But these are things, these are tools of the devil, and we need to be cognizant of them, right? He wants to take our souls And he wants to replace our love for God with the love for things on earth that will just rust and moths will destroy. Verse 22, But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshal, and Mamre, let them take their portion. So verse 22 here, he's saying, But God said to the king of Sodom, so this is the person reflective of Satan. Again, not the king of Salem, who is reflective of God, but the king of Sodom. He says, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High. So he's speaking to this character who's symbolic of Satan. He's saying, I belong to God. I belong to God. He is mine. Uh, I love him. And I don't care what you say. You can give me all this stuff, but I don't want your stuff. I want Jesus. I want God is what he's saying. 
And so he says, I have raised my hand to the Lord God Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth. He's declaring that God is most high and that he is the owner of heaven and earth. Of course, God created everything. He is the creator. He told us that in the end times that people would worship creation rather than the creator. And that is certainly what we're seeing today. We're seeing it in Austin. We're seeing it in Texas. We're seeing it in the United States. And we're seeing it in the world where people care more about the creation, like save the animals and save the earth, than they do about the creator. They don't say anything about God, and if they do, it's derogatory, or they're saying there's multiple gods, or all roads lead to the same place, all paths lead to the, you know, eternity, and everybody gets into paradise and heaven, whatever you want to call it, based on the particular religion. But we know that that's not true. We know it can't be true. It's categorically false because it's self-contradictory. It's the statement in and of itself. And so he says, he is the possessor of heaven and earth. What a great statement. That I will take nothing. So he's refusing to take anything. He says, give me anything. Give me a raise. Give me these bank accounts. Give me these billions. Give me these trillions. Make me the richest man in the world. I don't care. I want a relationship with God. Not with you, Satan. And I don't need your stuff. So he says, from, from a thread to a sandal strap. He's saying, nothing. I don't care how little or how big it is. I'm not taking from you. And that I will not take anything that is yours. So, we need to be careful to make sure that we don't let Satan in our lives because we know that money is the root of all kinds of evil. And we know that money is an inanimate object. It is not evil of itself. But what money does, it drives men and women and children and whomever to do crazy things, to have crazy thoughts, to have relationship with something other than God. And typically they'll come out of it and say, I am self-made. They'll chisel their own statue of you know, them being self-made or put this sh- sh- saying on Twitter or Facebook or on their wall. And it's all about them and it's not giving the glory to God. Even football players, when they pound their chest and they're saying, look at me. Uh, God created you, gave you this gift, and you're wanting people to worship you, not God? I don't think so. But we all have to be careful of this because we're all guilty of it uh, at, at some point in time or from time to time. And we want God to, we want to ask God to help us conquer that so that we end up worshiping Him and not the things of this earth which are put there from the devil and his demons to try to trip us, to try to take us, to try to steal our souls. And He, he knows, you know, His goal is to keep us out of heaven because He doesn't want us to be there because He can't go back. And his secondary goal is if we are already saved and he knows that we're going to heaven, he wants us to just prove, uh, render us inoperable and ineffective during this lifetime so that we can't witness well for Jesus, so that we are not effective witnesses, so that when we go to tell people about Jesus, we our testimony is tainted because of our destructive path in our own life. And he doesn't want us to even tell other people about Jesus, so he wants us to feel that we're going to be rejected and be afraid and all this stuff. And verse 24, except only what the young men have eaten. So here we see a great picture of Abram standing for God the Father and respecting and loving him and making a choice deliberately to live for him rather than for the toys and the shiny things and the new car smelling things that Satan wants to offer us during this lifetime. Tomorrow we'll pick up with chapter 15. Lord, thank you so much. I know I need help because I look at things sometimes and I want them, and I don't want that, want for anything except for you, Lord, and to do your will. 
I want nothing more than to be fueled by what you designed us to be fueled with, which is your with loving you, Lord, pressing into you, because that's how we get our fuel. That's how we feel fulfilled. That's how we feel joyful and peaceful. Is pressing into you with prayer, with reading the Bible, with teaching the Bible, with telling people about you. Help us all to do more of that and help us to not get distracted. Just today, let's focus on one day at a time. Help us not to be distracted today by the goods of this world, by a bank account, by a dollar sign, by a promotion, by something that someone else has, Lord. Help us to focus on you today and not worldly things. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.